Welcome, great people. Thank you for tuning in. This is season two, episode three, Crypto and Politics. Today, we're going to be touching on a a couple of topics. As you guys know, the government will not be shutting down. They did come to terms on a bill that would extend um that would extend everything out I, I believe 45 days so we're in the clear and I and if I'm not mistaken the bill will not have any funding for Ukraine because I know that was a big focal point for everyone well everyone except the Democrats the Democrats that was that what was the hold up with the Democrats the Democrats and Joe Biden wanted to continue to have funding for Ukraine but a lot of the Republicans were against it. So that really is what was holding everything up. Also, today we had a Democrat that pulled the fire alarm to try to, I guess, delay the votes or whatnot. But it was that just goes to show how desperate, childish and against just order the Democrats are that it shows how low they're willing to go when it comes to things when it comes to their agenda um but the thing I want to dive into first is let's talk about this congresswoman during the Biden impeachment how she went out of her way to cover for Joe Biden now you had a lot of black people on Twitter that were saying, oh man, she was cooking. Oh, she was, oh, a black woman was going off. And they were praising her for standing up for Joe Biden. Now, if if you didn't think that black women were de- were degraded enough in rap, hip hop, media if you you didn't think they were degraded enough in there you haven't been watching too much of politics because this woman put on a show and she was a a trending topic for a while she was the trending topic her name is let me pull it up her name is congresswoman I just had it up. It won't be hard to find. All right, here we go. Her name is Congresswoman Jasmine Felicia Crockett. Jasmine Felicia Crockett. Let me let me play some of this so you guys can hear it. And this this guy, he reposts he posts a lot of news and he stays up to date on almost everything, especially when it comes to politics. He is a uh, journalist and he's constantly at the White House and he's asking questions and trying to get the intel about what's going on. But here he posts like a parody video and it kind of puts the congresswoman in a scene of something off of Jerry Springer. So let me play some of that for you guys. But when we start talking about things that look like evidence, 
they want to act like they blind. They don't know what this is. These are our national secrets. Looks like it. Until they find some evidence, we need to get back to the people's work, which means when this government opens so that the people don't go hungry in the streets of the United States. Man, you guys would have had to really just watch that hearing for yourselves and, and just watch it all the way through. Um, I watched majority of it, and when I was hearing this, I was really baffled. Like, how can a woman, a black woman, and I'm not even going to throw the race into it. I'm not going to say a black woman should be doing this, a white man, blah, blah, blah. But, but the fact that this woman was so gung-ho on standing up for crooked Joe Biden, with all the evidence that was being shared at this impeachment hearing, it baffles me. And for other black people to cheer her on and say that she was cooking, it, 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 I'm not even going to say it shocks me because black people blindly vote for Democrats every election year. Black people understand this. Just because you're black, that doesn't make you a Democrat, nor does it make you a defender of Democrats. I don't care how your family came up. I don't care what your family, your parents instilled in you. It's time for you to have a mind of your own. It takes no time to actually compare and contrast two parties it takes no time Republican and Democrat and a lot of you guys I get it a lot of you guys feel like Republicans are racist and they were supporters of white supremacy and all this stuff well let me tell you this first of all you need to stop believing in white supremacy that's number one there's no such thing as white supremacy as a black person, well, I'm going to speak for myself. As a black man, I view no white person as a superior to me. And you should feel the same way. Number two, get out of the group thinking mentality. Black people as a whole does not represent you. Each individual in this, on this, in this earth, in this world, on this earth, has their own life they have their own responsibilities they have their own thoughts they believe in their own ideologies black people as a whole does not represent every individual black person so get out of the group thinking when you have black people in congress in politics period and they constantly try to tell you things that keep your mind tied up in this white supremacist, systemic racism, you're being held back, you're being, your freedoms are being threatened and all that. That's nothing but a plot, a ploy to play on your mental. And they're doing that to garner votes, they're pandering. They know that they can play on you, on your emotions, and you're more than likely to feel it's a lot of trigger words. So racist, racism, uh, black lives, 
um, systemic racism, all those things are nothing but trigger words to get you riled up, to get you in your feelings and in your emotions, to have you thinking in a way that what they're saying is somehow supposed to help you. Or you just have a mentality of wanting to feel like a victim, which is pathetic. I'm being real, it's, it's pathetic, especially as an adult. And especially if you have kids and you want your kids to sit down and listen to that type of crap. As a black person, you should think for yourself as an individual. And to jump back into these to this politics. To jump back into these politics. There were there was so I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be honest. The impeachment hearing was about Joe Biden, but Hunter Biden's name came up for the majority of the hearing. So it, it kind of, in a sense, sounded like they were trying to impeach Hunter Biden and not Joe. But I get it. You have to think about what they're doing. It's a lot of evidence here. Understand that this, was, this wasn't a, a, an impeachment hearing, per se. It was an impeachment inquiry hearing, meaning that an inquiry gives them more power and ability to go after more evidence and dive deeper, more subpoenas, more uh, witnesses being called up, more power to dive into banking records. And, And the whole goal of everything is to see if it all ties back to Joe Biden. Now, the Congress, they they have been doing this on their own because the DOJ, as we all know, have refused to help the FBI. Biden has all of those agencies in the in the closed knit in the in the closed knit fist. They're not doing anything to go against Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, or any any Biden. That so it's kind of been hard for Congress, the Republicans, to really go after Biden. So they need an impeachment inquiry in order to get more tools to go after more things and to get more access to things and to put things together. So this was basically just a hearing to present some of the evidence that they have already obtained. So, yeah, that woman can can act a fool and, you know, throw a fit and put on the scene and say, oh, there's no evidence against Joe Biden. There's no evidence. There's no evidence. But they're just hoping that there's no evidence because the the, the, invest, the investigation is still not over. And anybody with common sense, you, you got to know that. If Hunter Biden was involved in all of this and, and, and his uncle and all these people, how do you think, do you, do you think Joe Biden, Joe Biden's hands are completely clean? If clean at all, in it just a little bit? There's no Hunter Biden without Joe Biden. Understand that. Hunter Biden said, well, David Arker, whatever his name is, the Hunter Biden's and Joe Biden's business partner. He said the brand was Joe Biden in the White House. Right. So, if the brand is the White House, 
let's let's just even if the brand is just the White House, let's leave Joe Biden out of it. Think about this. How can the brand be the White House for for Hunter Biden if Hunter Biden isn't an employee for the White House? Hunter Biden had no official position at the White House. He had no role at the White House. So what could Hunter Biden be possibly offering them dealing with the White House? Hunter Biden had no power, no influence over policies or the White House. So when people tell you, hey, there's no evidence against Joe Biden, blah, 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 and they say the brand was the White House, whatever. How? That's just like me saying the brand is Apple, right? I'm going to... um, Let's say Best Buy. I'm, all, all of this is hypothetical for me, what that I'm, I'm going to say. Let's say I go to Best Buy and I try to go into business with them and I try to establish a contract. And But the whole time I know someone, I know the head of Apple, I know you know people that make iPhones from scratch and whatnot, blah, 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 whatever, right? And I go to them and I say, hey, I can get you I can make this happen. I can make that happen for you. And they say, okay, what can you promise us? Um, I I have influence. Well, my partner has influence over Apple, everything Apple, even though I'm not a worker, worker, or I don't have any influence over Apple. I know that my friend has all the influence and he's the top guy. He's the guy over Apple. So I tell him, hey, do this and do that. And I can, we can make this happen for you. Right? So I, I would have to go back to my guy that's over Apple and say, hey, uh, hey, bud. I'm going to just say, hey, uh, Steve, I got this offer from another entity in another country and they want to do business. But they said, all you have to do is this. And this is my cut. This is your cut. But I'm going to make sure I don't mention your name or you know put you in anything right see you see where i'm going with this hunter biden has no influence has no power over anything his pops has it joe biden has all the power people would not be dealing or talking to hunter biden if his dad wasn't joe biden so for his family to be getting all these millions of dollars wired to their accounts hunter getting porsches and 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 getting paid millions for paintings and you got wire transfers coming from china to with joe biden's home address on it like come on people y'all can't be this crazy why are y'all trying to cover for this man and then what's really disappointing is the congresswoman's um the congresswoman's uh video Congresswoman Jasmine Felicia Crockett, the one that was that, that was going off and making the, the hearing look like a clown show, look like Jerry Springer, as her video was circulating around X, black people just was seemed to be amazed, like, wow, black woman is going off. That black woman is black excellence. 
but yet don't even know what the hearing is about. They just see a white, they just see a black woman talking loud with her Louis Vuitton jacket on, pearl necklace, talking loud, throwing a fit, but don't even know the background of it. And then when you do tell them the background of it, they immediately say, oh, there's no evidence against Joe Biden. And more than likely didn't didn't even watch the hearing. It's sad. It's really sad what how I, I don't even know what to call it. It's because it's not culture. Like black black people see a person going off and they just immediately rush to praise them without even without doing any deep diving into you know what's going on it's sad it's sad um but another topic is you all know that we were on the verge of shutting down well today a few hours ago that changed and congress was able to um, pass a bill and keep the government open 45 days. But now the Senate will vote next, and I'm assuming that they will vote it through. Um, but I, I, some of some of the um, Republican congressmen, they were still against it. Um, but the people in Georgia, you guys know, um, Representative Major. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene she has been a, a vocal point with this stop funding Ukraine issue and, and I appreciate her for standing up for her constituents um, and for America period because America is tired of it we're tired of being put last we're tired of being put last by Joe Biden and his administration now we also have rep well let's 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 see what major Marjorie Taylor Greene says she says she said this about an hour ago no it's time to end the war in Ukraine stop paying for Ukraine and its people to be ground to a stump and preparing to pay the Clinton global initiative to rebuild it money laundering at its finest secure America's border and defeat the cartels now I'm gonna just touch on that briefly She's right. And think about this. We're we're sending over billions to Ukraine and we're not even keeping oversight over that. There's no ending in sight. There's no game plan. There's no peace talks. There's nothing. But yet, here in America, we have a wide open border. And don't let people tell you that the border's not wide open. Today we had, I think, um, 260,000 illegal immigrants crossed into this country. The highest ever, I believe. The highest ever. If I'm not mistaken, I believe it's the higher, the highest ever. Let me, let me, let me look it up real quick. Legal immigrant. Highest. But I, I believe 260,000. I believe that is the highest state. 
Okay, this says, um, let's see, August marks highest number of illegal family crossings at U.S. Mexico border in four years. That's that's at least not, that's ninety one thousand. So that's that's not it. Let me find something else. Yeah, that's not it. Uh, All right, here's the Daily Wire. It reads, thanks, Joe. September reportedly saw highest border encounters ever. So I was right. More than 260,000. That's not for the year, people. That's a single month. That's a single month. 260,000 illegal immigrants. Man, that's insane. Elon Musk was just at the border to see it for himself a couple of days ago. And he was uh, live streaming it and it looked crazy. It looked like something out of a movie. But let's read this article. New reporting suggests that the U.S. Border Patrol experienced the highest number of border encounters ever recorded in a single month. A staggering figure north, north of a quarter of a million. With a president like Joe Biden in charge and with a Democrat with a Democratic Party doing everything to encourage illegal Im- immigration, it's no wonder those numbers are so high. On Saturday, Fox News, Bill Melligan and Griff Jenkins reported per CBP sources initial data for September showed there were over 260,000 migrant encounters at the border, making it the highest single month ever recorded. As pointed out by Jenkins, the previous highest month was was this past December of 252,320. It is insane. Not only only that, but Biden and his administration are trying to expedite working permits for these illegal immigrants. So that means more jobs are going to be taken by these illegal immigrants. Not only are the states that are housing these immigrants using taxpayer dollars to fund everything that they're offering and giving these illegal immigrants, they're also going to be taking the jobs first come, first serve. As you know, illegal immigrants are are the top priority over Americans. So not only are we funding this illegal immigrant crisis, we're also sending billions to Ukraine. Now, how do you think that's going to work for inflation? How do do you think that's going to work for future generations, right? They're going to have to bear the brunt of all of this. It's like, if if you think that is hard for yourself right now, Think about what future generations are going to have to endure if a major change doesn't take place. It's going to be crazy. And 
this is all being done intentionally. This is all a part of the Democrats' plan. They're letting all of these illegal immigrants in in hopes to garner their votes and turn them Democrats. Why? Because if, if you change all of these illegal immigrants to Democrats, then they're more than likely are going to vote Democrat and continue to keep Democrats in power. It's all America last politics. It's all it was policies. Pardon me. It's all America last policies. So a lot of people are wondering why people are starting to switch to Republican. Just the other day, I believe the uh, Detroit, if I'm not mistaken, Detroit, Detroit, let me see. I don't want to miss speak on anything Detroit. Pull up the link. Now, it wasn't Detroit. Um, Alright, so uh, we, we know about Misha Maynard of Georgia. She recently... Um, switched from the Democrat Party to the Republican because they said that she said they were trying to block her with what she was trying to do with the communities and, and school choice and she was basically saying the Democrat Party was seen it seemed to be completely against that which I'm surprised more people aren't realizing that and I'm surprised um more Democrats aren't switching I'm trying to find that other guy though Georgia Democrat I think it, if I'm not mistaken, it was the become. Well, here's another one. Um, uh, Trisha, Trisha, Trisha Cotman. saying that she's expecting to um, North Carolina's Trisha Cotman is expected to switch parties as well. State Representative Trisha Cotman, a Mecklenburg Democrat, is reportedly planning to become a Republican given House GOP a supermajority. Please do hurry up. But it was a mayor that switched, if I'm not mistaken. A Louisiana rep, Journey Lacombe, switches from Democrat to Republican. That's what's not in the news, though. A lot of Democrats are switching to the Republican Party, man, because the Democrat Party is so out of hand. They're, they're so out of touch from reality. Now, if only black people woke up and truly did their research on the history on the history of the Democrat, Democratic, and the Republican parties. 
then we'll we'll be in good standing because the, the Democrat Party, man, it's it's filled with evil. Like their agendas are pure evil. This whole set, this whole gender ideology and higher taxes and illegal immigration crisis, open borders, sending money to Ukraine and putting America last. Man, we don't need that. As Americans, we need someone that's going to put America first. Now, if 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 you follow me on 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 X, you know that I'm a I'm a advocate for Trump. Like I don't care about any of Trump's language, his his tactics. I don't care if he like people like to say that he sounds mean, he's a bully, he makes mean tweets. I don't give a damn about any of that. I don't care how mean his tweets are. I'm a grown man, and any grown man that lets another grown man tweets affect him any kind of way, you gotta question that, man. But back to um, this government shutdown thing. Um, Rep. Matt Gates, Rep. Rep. Representative Matt Gates is also um, um, a voice that I've been following in Congress. And he's starting to speak out, and I like what he says a lot. So he's been on Speaker McCarthy's tail for the longest. And he's been, um, it seems like he's trying to light the fire under McCarthy. And may, they may try to push McCarthy to vacate the seat, the, his speaker position. But Matt Gates says Speaker McCarthy passed today's continuing resolution on suspension. He violated our conference rules by doing so. Rule 29, guidelines on suspicion of House rules. A, the Republican leader shall not schedule schedule or request to have scheduled any bill or resolution for consideration under suspension of rules, which, number one, fails to include a cost estimate or for which the cost estimate exceeds $100 million unless fully offset by at least an equal reduction in current spending. And we also have Mr. Uh, Byron Donalds. That is another voice that I follow. I'm a fan of that guy. That, that guy holds nothing back and he speaks the truth. He speaks the truth every time he speaks. But this is what he has to say about the uh, passing of today's bill. Today, voting closed before I could cast my no vote. I do not support today's flawed CR, which continues Pelosi's reckless spending, fails to secure our border, and pushes us closer closer to the physical brink. Instead, I offered a conservative alternative, which would have slashed agency spending by 29% and secured our border. Now, if Byron Dutt don't like it, I don't like it. <laughs> and that's just, that's not saying that I'm a follower or anything, but if, if Byron, Byron is a truth teller, he gonna, he gonna put it out there like it is, he gonna lay it all out. So if Byron don't like it, then you should really look into it and, you know. But other than that, man, uh, those are the main topics that I had. But I would also like like to play a clip of Byron Donalds 
giving us a brief history lesson on Democrats and Republicans, especially for the black people that are listening. Check out this this brief history lesson from Byron Donald. When we think about Republicans, though, we think about it as, as, as a black man, I will tell you this. You think about it, you hear people like yourself and others take the position that once upon a time there was a need for affirmative action, but that time is over. Uh, you sit up there, you, of course we want less government, but it's almost like the Republican side wants the eradication of government, where if it were not for government intervention, where would civil rights legislation have gone, where would voter rights act have gone, et cetera, et cetera. And so when I, you talk to me about it, I've never seen your interview with Roland Martin, and that's shame on me because I love my brother Roland Martin. He can't be crazy at times, but he's highly intelligent, very knowledgeable, and I respect the hell out of him because he's real with his passion, even though I don't always agree with him, but I agree with him most of the time. And I definitely respect respect you a great deal as well. I guess I'm asking that when we look at the Republican Party, you have people that feel... And in case you, you're wondering who's talking, that's Stephen A. Smith. That's one of the prominent voices in sports yeah you you may know him from espn you may know him from from uh what's his station i believe first take um man, i hope i didn't uh, get a wrong show promotion but i believe i think his show is first take i don't i don't watch his show too much but i yeah everybody knows uh stephanie yeah his show is first take so that's Stephen A. Smith from First Take. He's interviewing Byron Donalds and he's, you know, just getting his background and whatnot. But sorry to interrupt. Let's get back to it. Like, hey, they talk about the Constitution. Well, the Constitution called us, you know, three-fifths of a, of a man, of a human being. When people allude to the Constitution, that kind of worries black folks. We're like, wait a minute, you ain't talking about us because you didn't even feel we were full-fledged human beings. You take those things into account and you hear Republicans talking about the Constitution. And you hear them talking about the time where, you know, taking us back, driving us back. You see these kind of things that people have alluded to when it comes to the Republican Party. Are you saying they're false, that they have a complete, um, they, they're completely oblivious to what the Republican Party is all about? You might not be that way, but we're talking about a party and how the party has appeared to conduct itself throughout the last several decades. To all of that, you say what? Well, let's break down a couple of the examples sure. first. Three-fifths clause in the Constitution. When the framers set it up, what actually happened was that the southern states, the slave states, they wanted to count every slave, but they didn't want the slaves to have a vote. They wanted to use the slaves for the purpose of apportionment for having more seats in Congress. And so the northern states were like, no, we're not going to let you use them as a number for you to get more seats. But then they have no ability, no agency to actually vote and speak their mind. So when they formed the Constitution, the compromise was three-fifths. That's, that's what happened there. But Civil Rights Act and Voting Rights Act, it was the Republican Party. This is the reason why those acts passed. There were actually five Civil Rights Acts that have been passed in the history of the country. Every one of them has been wholeheartedly supported by the Republican Party. The Democrat Party filibustered all five acts. And the only reason why the 64 Act even became law is because Lyndon Johnson got caught into a political uh, pillar where the Democrats were actually losing ground amongst a lot of people in the country because of their stances with, res with respect to historical support of Jim Crow, etc. I will say with where the party has been traditionally or, or contemporarily the last 30 years in terms of less government, it's because what I believe and, and what Republicans believe is that more government policy, more government regulation actually takes away from human freedom and human liberty. 
I'm going to give you a, a quick example. Okay. In our banking system right now, the, the Democrats passed uh, when Barack Obama came in a bill called Dodd-Frank. It was supposed to regulate the banks and it was supposed to stop too big to fail. Well, what's happened since Dodd-Frank became law is that the big banks got massively bigger and it's community banks that have been basically destroyed under the regulatory burden. If you're a black man in America trying to start a small business, where are you going to get a loan? From? Nowhere. A community bank or from Wells Fargo? Right. A community bank will take more of a chance on you than Wells Fargo. Absolutely. And I used to work for Wells Fargo, so I could be critical. And I've had accounts with Wells Fargo, so I know you know. I know exactly what you're saying. You're absolutely right. Yes. So to, to me, having bigger government with more rulemaking at the federal level takes away from a human being's ability to be able to determine their own fate and their own destiny with their innovation, their hard work, the gifts God gave them, etc. And that really does line up with conservative principles and where the Republican Party is with respect to limited government. And I know I have real quick. Sure. It's not that Republicans want no government. That is not true. Okay. What we want is government in the confines of Article 1, Section 8 of the Constitution. The government should do its job on the things that are its job, no more, no less. The rest should be left to the states and to the people. But the government is the one determining what its job is. In other words, you go up on Capitol Hill, you, 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 you implement laws and procedures that you have to follow. And what I'm saying is, if there were a bunch of Byron Donalds in there, I'm good. I'm good. It's not right. But the problem <laughs> I know this is right. there's a whole bunch of people that don't look like you, by the way, that are older. If there was a bunch of Byron Donalds in 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 the Republican Party, they would win by a landslide, a landslide every election, from local all the way up to national. They would win in landslides and you by the way that have shown barely any interest one would argue in the upliftment of minority communities throughout this nation and so when you take that into consideration essentially i'll use this analogy because you said you're a sportsman and of course i believe you when people ask me a question about major league baseball representative Donald, right they say and i was i literally recently sat with the commissioner rob manfred and I said, this is the biggest reason why there's a paucity of African-Americans involved in the sport. One that ever before is at 6.2% last check. Once upon a time, like 1991, it's at 18%. It's dwindled significantly. Sure, you go into different parts of the world and you're getting athletes to come in to your sport. Here's the biggest reason as it pertains to minorities, African-Americans, that is, in this nation. I said, you're asking them to trust the system. Be the biggest player coming out of high school. Still got to go to Double A. Still got to go to Juco. Got to get called up. You got to trust that the coaches are going to coach you right. You got to travel and subject yourself to lesser means, and you got to pray that your talents get recognized before you get to the big leagues. And then after that, it's a rookie wage scale and all of this other stuff. So they're only your rights for like the first seven years. I said you're asking young black folks to trust a system they will never trust. You're not asking them to do that in the past. Well, with, with Stephen A. Smith saying that, you're asking black folks to trust a system that, that they'll never trust. I mean, is that an excuse to continue to vote for Democrats? Blindly, repeatedly, just hang your votes away to Democrats, knowing that Democrats don't give a damn about you. And yeah, a lot of people will say, 
neither side gives a damn about you. Republicans don't care about you. Democrats, okay. And so, what's helping you make the best decision? What's what's pushing you to vote Democrat over Republicans? But yet you say neither side gives a damn about you. Okay, so why continue to vote for a side that don't eat that don't even give a damn about the country or don't give a damn about values, conservative values? You you rather vote for a side that cares about Ukraine more, that cares about illegal immigrants more, that cares about abortion up to, to, to damn near up to birth more. A side that that wants to be in everything in life and with your life government assistance with everything that that's the party that you want to vote for especially as a black person the party that's against school choice like come on people you're asking them to do that to a significantly lesser degree in football and that's where the participation comes from i'm using that analogy about politics to ask folks to trust the system or to trust those folks up on Capitol Hill is the biggest problem. What did you say? Oh, 100%. I'll, I'll tell you and I'll use your analogy. First, I don't, I'm in Congress and I don't trust this system. If anything, the way the federal government looks and operates is a lot like the Byzantine system from Major League Baseball. It simply is. And I think that if you had a conservative view on how the federal government should be allowed to operate its rules and its tentacles, its reach, it will look a lot more like um, the NBA or the NFL, where it's much more about your ability to run, jump, throw, pass, catch, shoot, lay up. If you have skills, but you're not the biggest jumper, but your skills are so dominant, that is recognized in, in the merit system of our economy. But when you put in so many rules that are put or that are there to quote unquote protect people, and to help people and to save people, it actually does the opposite. It actually locks people out. It doesn't give them the room to run and to grow. And so then you're asking them to trust that some bureaucrat in some office in DC is gonna see your individual situation and help you. Wow, that's just, it's, 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 it's always been illogical to me. And so what I've always wanted is a federal government. It has its role, it does its thing, but the rules of the road are very clear. So it allows you and I to just operate on the field of play. Like right now in the country, you know, with the cryptocurrencies, digital assets, we have a lot of young, young black people, young white people um, engaged in that industry. You know what the biggest problem is right now, Stephen? What is that? It's that is that the Democrats on Capitol Hill want to overregulate the industry before they even find out what it is. So how are they gonna be able to put their couple of Bitcoins together or whatever they have and create a small business that can actually thrive when there's so many regulations in the system before they even start. That doesn't make any sense. I have the industry and ability to grow. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that clip. Um, And also with him speaking on the overreach by the government at the end as it relates to crypto. Um, it's not a lie. It's, it's, I mean, majority of Democrats are trying to stifle the innovation within this country. I mean, look at the SEC. The SEC is nothing but a branch off of. It's a reflection of the Biden administration. They take 
all of these agencies, the DOJ, the FBI, um, the, the the SEC, um, the school, the education system, all that they, they all take marching orders from the Biden administration. They're trying to hold back cryptocurrency within this country. And um, to touch on uh, the crypto topic, as you all know, Ripple had the proper party last night, and it looked pretty fun. Wish I could have attended, um, but a lot of I saw a lot of mixed emotions about it. A lot of people they thought that an announcement would come, I guess, pertaining to a settlement. But I, I don't, I don't get why people read into that as, as a settlement announcement was coming in just like when Deaton um John Deaton shout out to John Deaton just like when he made his announcement about about his book he didn't mention he didn't he didn't give any hints or he didn't lead anyone on into thinking that he had a major announcement as in, in regards to XRP itself he announced that he was releasing the book um made a couple of other announcements I ordered his book his book has arrived I will be reading reading it after uh, I'm done reading um, Mark Levesque's book, Democrats Hate America. Um, but I don't I don't see why people were led to believe that there would be some type of announcement at the at the proper party hosted by Ripple. Um, like I said, it looked fun. Um, as a lot of people know, Ripple is still in this lawsuit with the SEC. The SEC is refusing to give up and to let it go. But one thing's for sure is XRP, the token in and of itself, is not a security. That has been established. So now Gary Gensler and the SEC is there trying to file for an interlocutory appeal, um, I guess, in regards to Ripple's sales, because the judge said Ripple's, Ripple's sales to um, institutional investors counted as investment contracts but ripples blind bid and ask sales on exchanges does not constitute investment contracts i mean it, when you think about it, it it is kind of it makes you wonder like how can it be if they sell it directly and versus indirectly how does that make sense i get it but you know hopefully it'll all work itself out in the end I mean, of course it will. It, it has no choice but to work itself out. So, but on that note, man, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Um, continue to tune in. This was season. This is season two. This is episode three. Follow me on Twitter at JB the Great. And remember, you are great as well. Just think as an individual. Don't be a sheep. I'm out.